0: of my stories from here before. I have a worrying amount of them. Anyway, I've had this one story which I've been debating whether I should share or not, but I feel that enough time has passed that I can share it. Anyway, this happened back when I was in school, 2014 or 15, as far as I can remember. But to give a little bit of backstory, I need to go back to about 2010. So, in 2010, I started secondary school. I'm from the UK, by the way. And needless to say, things didn't exactly get off to the best start. I had a lot of issues back then. I was usually shy and quiet for some reasons. I don't fully understand, and I was going to anger management. So I quickly managed to gain a reputation as one of the weird kids, and was bullied constantly. But I wasn't the only one. There was this other kid, George. He was a lot like myself, or so people seem to think, but he was a complete psycho, or something along those lines. Anyways, after only a few months of school, George and I got into a fight. I thought he was trying to steal from me, which ultimately turned out to be a misunderstanding. But long story short, we fought for a while before we were broken up. Now, you may not think much of a fight like that, but it triggered a years-long rivalry between the two of us. As time passed and the bullying continued for both of us, we both became increasingly angry and violent, in his case, crazy. Over the years, we both got into a lot of fights with others, and he randomly attacked people on a few occasions, including strangling someone with the strap of their own bag and stabbing someone in the leg with a compass. But the worst thing happened between us. Every time we clashed, things became increasingly violent, with us both coming out bloody on a number of occasions. And I'm pretty sure he straight up tried to kill me on a few occasions. This all came to a head with one last brutal fight. I can't remember exactly how it started, and most of what happened is just a blur. But there are some things I can't forget. I remember George trying to cut my throat with a ruler, Which he had spent ages sharpening turning the edge of it into a blade i remember him stabbing me in the face with a pen missing my eye by less than an inch and drawing blood i remember him throwing a chair at me which i managed to catch dislocating my thumb in the process and i remember ending the fight by hitting him over the head with the chair which i think is probably the closest i've ever come to killing someone in the end, I think the two of us came to a realization then, that we had to stop fighting before we killed each other. We actually became somewhat friendly after a while, taking pretty regular and forming a kind and united front, talking pretty regularly and forming a kind of united front against the people who bullied us, which was how things were between us when this incident took place. So on this particular day, in either 2014 or 15. George and I were standing next to each other, outside of a classroom with the rest of the class. We were waiting for the teacher to turn up, as we weren't meant to go in the room without them. Anyway, we're waiting there, something happened, which I don't think I'll ever forget. George opened his backpack and gestured for me to look inside. I looked inside and saw two knives and a hammer. That was a bad sign, but then things took a much darker turn. George quietly explained to me what he had intended to do. Not wanting anyone to hear, he was also planning to use a knife and hammer on the people in our class once we were in the room. As revenge for years of them bullying him, I could tell he was deadly serious about it. He wasn't just angry, he was deranged. Now I hated these people almost as much as he did, but I can't say I wanted them dead at times but I couldn't let him go through with it and since it was obvious that I was the only person he seemed to trust and the only one who knew about his plans I had to try to talk him out of it there was nobody around and I couldn't really tell the people around us wouldn't have taken me seriously if I warned them and I could have made things a whole lot worse if I exposed his plans and forced him into the act quickly I don't remember what I said exactly Just that it wasn't worth throwing his life away for it. Now, I don't know if I managed to change his mind or if he just had a change of heart, but he agreed that it wasn't worth it. Of course, I wasn't just going to take his word for it. So as soon as our teacher turned up, I told them about it. I don't really know what the school did after that. I don't know if he managed to convince them that he had been joking or what. But he continued coming to school and the whole incident seemed to be buried and forgotten about by the school. I would like to think that the school was taking action over something like this. You can't always rely on them to be as responsible as they should be. My school, in particular, was never good at taking action when they needed to. They should have noticed the warning signs with George, done more to stop bullying that drove him to that point, but they never did. I'm not claiming to have saved the day here or averted a tragedy, but I sure as hell did more than school. This encounter happened on Halloween 2018. My friend and I spent the night bar hopping in a city that is about 25 minutes from our small town. We decided to Uber there because we wanted to get super drunk. Strangely enough, I could not get drunk. So I was pretty sober the whole night. Anyway, when we decided to head home, we requested an Uber. Uber arrives and five minutes in, things get weird. The driver started asking us about our night, and then randomly said something about a bomb. He was like, Tick, tick, boom. I was like what the fuck is going on my friend was in a back seat and not paying attention at all because she was drunk so I had to deal with the man anyway right before entering the freeway the driver says something like I could kill you if I really wanted to I immediately started freaking out but we're on our way in the freeway already and I couldn't do anything I just laughed it off because I wasn't sure if he was joking or not But I know that still wasn't okay for him to say. On the freeway, I noticed that this guy was falling asleep and driving slow. 55 miles an hour on a 65 mile per hour freeway. So I was on edge of my seat. I did not want to start on my friend, so I kept my cool. Eventually, the driver dropped my friend off first and she gave him a tip for whatever stupid reason. Right before pulling out of her driveway, the driver asked me if she's my friend. I say yes. He then proceeds to say something like, you're lucky to have her as a friend. I was like, thanks. He then drove me home and started acting kind of normal. He asked me about the area and I was just trying to be friendly. When we pull up at my house, he proceeds to ask me to draw a map of Orange County, California. I was so confused, but I drew a rough map of Orange County. He thanked me and drove away after I got off the car. Now I know it's pretty stupid for me to have him still drive me home, but I was just trying to be friendly. I had no other way of getting home. The worst part of this is that my friend, who ordered the Uber, never reported him because she was so incredibly lazy. I don't know what the guy's deal was, but it was creepy as hell. I always get the weirdest Uber drivers. Like any single 21-year-old, I went on Tinder trying to find my dream guy. Little did I know this would be a big mistake. I came across this guy, Scott, and thought he looked like a nice guy, so of course I swiped white. It's a match, yay. I'm not one of those girls that will start the conversation. Too many times I didn't get a reply, so I stopped trying. Two days go by and I had completely forgot all about the match on Tinder with Scott. Talite looked at my phone and saw a notification. Scott had sent you a message. I'm not going to lie, I got a little excited and opened it straight away. It was a normal message and after that we started messaging more and more. He seemed like a really nice guy. A little weird, but hey, people could say that about me. Fast forward a few weeks and after him asking me numerous times to meet up with him for a drink, I finally felt comfortable enough to agree. That night rolls around and I head to the bar to meet him. I get there before the meeting time of 7 to make sure I can get a drink in before he arrives, to settle my nerves. As I was sitting at the bar talking to some random girls that were there, I was waiting. It got to around 7.20 and he still hasn't arrived yet. So I sent him a message. He proceeds to tell me that he was sorry and that he had just stopped by a friend's house and it took longer than expected, and that he would be there soon. No big deal, I thought to myself, I'll just have another drink. Funny, at 7.45, I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around to see a man that I don't recognize. He tries to hug me, and I look at him puzzled, like, who the hell are you? He then told me that he was Scott. He clearly wasn't the guy in the photos that I thought I'd been talking to. He told me that he was really sorry for not telling me that it was in fact photos of his friends that he had used on Tinder, because he thought no one as pretty as me would give him the time of day if he had posted pictures of himself. At this point, I had a few drinks, so I decided to humor the guy and get to know him. I know, huge mistake, and I'm an idiot. Turns out his friends actually told him to use photos because he thought he would give Scott a chance to meet a girl, and hopefully they would like him for him and not the photos the night goes on and we're chatting about small things definitely no connection with him so i decide to call it a night at about 10 i notice that he hasn't been drinking at all during the night a little strange considering he chose the spot i tell him that i'm going to get a taxi home and he offers to drive me home i said no in my mind i didn't want him to get the wrong impression and have to deal with the whole awkward encounter in case you wanted to come to my place. I say bye and walk outside hoping there would be an available taxi. No such luck. I stood there for around 10 minutes still waiting when Scott suddenly drives around the corner and insists on giving me a lift home. At this point I was overstanding outside in the cold so I decided to accept his ride. I got him to drop me off at the end of my street so he didn't know which one was my house. After getting out of the car, I started walking and heard him drive off. I rang my friend to tell her how much of a weird night it had ended up. As I'm walking to my front door, I turned around and saw a car in the distance that looked similar to his sitting in the dark alley, with its headlights off. I don't think anything of it and went inside. I went to sleep and woke up in the morning to a bunch of messages of Scott saying how much of a good time he had had with me. And that he was so glad I could get past the fact that he wasn't the guy in the pictures. And that he wanted to see me again. Now, I never tried to lead anyone on, so I replied saying that it was nice to meet him. But I don't think that I will go anywhere. And we were better off just moving on. He clearly didn't get the message, because throughout the day, he messaged me. Constantly asking if it was something he did. Like, yeah, dude. You posed as your friend to get a date with me. Anyway, I just ignored his messages and hoped he would get the hint. Later that night, I was lying in bed watching TV. When I heard a knock at the door, I went downstairs and looked through the peephole, and no one was there so I went to the window in the living room to see if I could get a better view. I noticed that there was a box at the door. I thought to myself that it was a bit creepy, but I hesitantly opened the door and got the box. I went up to my room with it and looked inside. It was photos of me from the night before at the bar, but taken from a perspective where I clearly didn't know someone was taking photos. Obviously, I'm freaked out at this point and know that it has to be Scott. He must have followed me home after dropping me off. I heard his car drive off, though, so he must have come back. I threw the box away and made sure all the doors and windows were locked. I also made sure to block Scott's number. A few weeks gone by and nothing eventful had happened until yesterday. I was out taking my dog for a walk and noticed that there was a person with a hoodie on following me from quite a distance. I know he was following me because I took all the back little alleys in a random way, not so that I was actually going in a particular destination. It makes me wonder if he had been watching me for the last few weeks, or if I'm just being paranoid and imagined it. Either way, I'll be getting in the car and taking my dog to the dog park for the next couple of days. I'll update if anything happens. Update. I did post in the comments, but thought more of you would like to see it here. I went to the police and they wrote up a report, and I gave them screenshots of the guy's Tinder. They said there wasn't really much they can do because he probably didn't use his real name, and they haven't got real pictures of him, but if anything else happens... I need to report it to them They also said that they would send a car to patrol my area for a few times a day Just to be safe They also suggested I get someone to stay with me So my sister and her boyfriend are staying with me for a little while Until things hopefully settle down Yes, I know I'm stupid for meeting this guy But I thought it would be a fine meeting in a public place So I don't need the comments for how stupid I was I'm scared and have learned my lesson, I will never be using Tinder again. Everyone's saying I should get cameras. We went out today and got a doorbell camera, and some motion sensor lights to put around my place. My dog is also a good guard dog. He's a German Shepherd, and is very protective of me. I had honestly forgot about this even happening. It wasn't until my cousin brought it up to me one night when we were actually talking about Reddit and the creepy slash crazy things that I had experienced growing up. She even jokingly said that I should post a few here and well, I guess that's why I'm doing it. I'm 23 right now and this must have happened when I was 10 or 12. My cousin came to visit me during the summer. I live in a small town and At the time, there probably wasn't even 2,000 people living here. I may not know everyone, but I do know quite a few people in my subdivision. Enough to know that most of them are elderly or parents with kids, so this made what happened so strange. As the title says, I was looking for my cat. She wasn't allowed to go out, which has never been a problem, other than one time she ran away for a whole week and ever since then she's had a curfew. 9pm, just before dusk. In my backyard there's a football field and then the bush. Just one more reason I have her inside at night. It was getting late and she still hadn't come in. Of course at the time, me not really paying attention, because I was visiting my cousin. Before I knew it, it was passing midnight. And we're heading to bed. I noticed I hadn't seen my cat and started freaking out. I looked everywhere in the house and Shaking her treats and nothing. I decided to try to look around the house outside and I still couldn't find her. I went inside to tell my cousin. I was going to walk up and down the street to see maybe if she was in someone's yard. I live on one end of the street of the subdivision so there's a curve at the beginning of my street. And as I made my way up the street I was calling my cat's name out and checking yards as I went along. It was passing midnight now so I didn't expect anyone would be out. But... There was a man that was just standing at the end of lewis street which is only the second street after mine he was just standing there back facing me on the other side of where the street light is so i couldn't really see much of him i don't think too much of it because i was preoccupied looking for my cat but then i noticed he turned and faced right like completely turning his body to the right and then straight ahead and then to the left as i was seeing this i was kind of confused thinking what is this man doing? Is he looking for something? And then I turned and faced my direction and he started walking Which a grin didn't startle me until I realized that he noticed me and started running This full grown man started full out running towards me I was so scared I ran as fast as I could and could hear his footsteps getting louder and closer I was only four houses away from my own So it didn't take long for me to get there as soon as I got in, I slammed the door and locked it, and just as I did, staring at the door, the window, heart racing, I didn't see anyone out there, relieved, but I sort of cautious and confused, wondering where this man could have gone. I went to the living room to look out the big window that oversees the whole street, basically, and nothing, no one. To boot my cat was inside when I came in, I have no idea how, or where this man came from, or went, but I was just looking for my cat. It was terrifying, and on that note, let's not meet again. Two years ago, I was walking back to my apartment after my last class. I lived two blocks away from campus which was great. I was walking through the cemetery that is between the main street and campus, and a dude is walking in front of me. Nothing out of the ordinary. As we approach the crosswalk on the main street, he pulls his headphones off, turns around and says something to me. I have my earbuds in so I can't hear him. I take one of them out and say, What? He goes, Where are you coming from? He doesn't sound malicious but it was kind of a weird question to me. I wasn't sure what his intentions were, so I just responded with my... my anthro class. Which was true, I just didn't tell him which one. He says, nice. We cross the street and he stays in front of me. He says something about the weather and I laugh. We walk across the next block. He's still in front of me. Then he turns left on my block, my apartment's on. I got a really weird feeling and started walking faster. I peeked behind me and sees actually started following me. At this point I book it. I sprint into my apartment parking lot, hop up on the stairs to my front door and open and lock it behind me. My kitchen window looked down into the parking lot. So I go and look and see him wandering around, then leave. I called the non-emergency number and reported it, but nothing came of it. I don't know what his intentions were, but that was probably the creepiest encounter I've had thus far. Hello all, after reading a couple of stories I thought I'd share my own. I've only ever told my best friend about it and it's an inside joke now, but I figured maybe someone would get a laugh. Who doesn't need a good giggle now and then? To preface, it was January 2019, and unfortunately I'd landed myself in a psychiatric unit once again. I don't want to say my life story, as I'm not completely comfortable, and I don't think anyone cares, but the gist of it is that I had a recurring psychotic episode that consisted of prolonged, out of body experiences that would leave me mute for two to three weeks mostly due to repressed trauma. Thankfully, I'm healing day by day, so I don't think I'll be visiting again. But it was at the beginning of my second week there, and I was finally beginning to feel grounded. I began interacting with people in my unit, and most of them were very nice people. A lot of them helped me out since it was hard communicating. You know, with not being able to talk and all. I was the youngest in the unit, 20, and most of the people in the unit were 30 to 60, so I think they felt obligated to watch out for me since the staff wasn't very understanding. In fact, a group of ladies decorated a journal just so I could write and communicate with everyone during conversations. Definitely one of the sweetest things that someone has ever done for me. I remember a young man being admitted to our unit and being a little excited that maybe I could talk to someone around my age. Well, right. You know, I'm pretty shy, so I didn't go out of my way to talk to him. He definitely did once, and he noticed me. I was sitting in the public area, kind of like a living room, with one of the older guys. His name was John, and we're watching CSI. He was a sweet older guy. He always tried to make me laugh, and I could tell he was very, very anxious most of the time. Werewolf boy walks over and sits next to John and begins ranting about how he doesn't want to be here. I try to mind my business and continue watching the TV. I hear the conversation stop and feel eyes on me. I turn my head slightly and I see Werewolf Boy staring right at me, jaw slightly agape. I know I'm no looker, but I thought maybe he was just surprised to see another young person. I look away again. Have you ever seen a four-year-old try to whisper that's what werewolf boy did all i hear is oh my gosh do you see her she's like an angel john nervously laughs and shoots a glance at me i want to talk to her john kind of gestures at me and laughs again saying i think she can hear you i kind of smile awkwardly and wave werewolf boy asks me for my name and i point at my throat and shake my head John's nice enough to let me know what was going on. At that point a nurse asks for John leaving Werewolf Boy and I alone. Immediately he takes John's seat and leans in very close to me. He asks me why I'm in here and I just gave him the short answer. I needed help and I knew I could get it here. He nods his head and then immediately goes into a rant again. He tells me how his parents threw him in here because he had revealed his plans of running off into the woods to find his pack. Apparently he believed he could turn into a werewolf after casting a certain spell on himself. He planned to do said spell and live the rest of his life as a werewolf and possibly go back to kill his parents. i just smile and listen. I understand that he was delusional, but I figured maybe he wanted someone to talk to and I was definitely the perfect listener since I couldn't say anything. After about 45 minutes, I'm trying to give him a hint that I'm uncomfortable by staring at the TV. He then proceeds to place his sweaty hand on my arm and pull me closer to him to ask me if I would consider running away with him. I could figure out how to cast the spell on you too. We could live as werewolves together and find our pack. I know we've only been talking for a little bit, but I think I'm in love with you. I pull away and shake my head. I open my journal and quickly write, I'm sorry, I'm feeling a little tired. I'm going to my room. I let him read it and before he could protest, I begin to walk away. I hear him say, remember my offer, and I turn around and wave at him before beginning to head to my room again. Then he howls. I lose it and start booking it to my room. The rest of the week he follows me around tries to rub up against me whenever we're in line for food and would try to sit next to me during group. I privately pulled aside one of the nurses and let her know what he was making me feel and uncomfortable and would like to move to a different group for therapy. They finally did after asking multiple times. The last day that he was in our unit, I remember sitting in the public area once again writing in my journal. I hear someone plop down next to me. I didn't even have to turn my head because I had a very distinct smell. His roommate told me that he's never seen him shower. I continue writing but I see his greasy hair getting closer to my face while he tried to read what I was writing in my journal. You writing about me? Before he could say anything else, I moved to the other side of the room and continued writing. At this point, an older man named Mark was sitting across from the public area. Crossing his arms and observing. Earlier that week, he had slipped me a note saying that if I ever get uncomfortable around Werewolf Boy, to just tell him and he would tell him to back off. Mark was a big guy, meaty guy with anger issues. But he had three young adult daughters of his own, so he definitely had a soft spot for me. A couple of minutes pass and Werewolf Boy sits next to me again. Am I bothering you? I don't answer duh and he pokes me I look up and glare at him I see Mark beginning to stand up and I look at him and shake my head I don't want any trouble so I get up and move away immediately wolf boy follows me creepily whispering a mile a minute why aren't you looking at me did I do something wrong are you still going to run away with me I sit down and he stands right in front of me waiting for an answer I see his grimly hand move towards my head, and he caresses my hair. I hear the screech of a chair and out of the corner of my eye. I see Mark stomping over. Get your fucking hands off her. Can't you get the fucking hint? Werewolf boy growls and tries to throw a punch. A couple of nurses run over and separate the two. The group of ladies that had made the journal take me by the hand and pull me away it takes three male nurses to escort werewolf boy away as he yells i promise i will never forget you promise me we're going to run away together they ended up moving him to one of the more highly secured units he would bare his teeth if we ever happened to pass by his group in the hall werewolf boy let's not meet again You know those things that you grow up thinking are pretty ordinary, scary stuff that everyone at one point encounters, like almost getting into a bad accident. That's how I felt almost about getting abducted from my front yard. It wasn't until college, when I had casually mentioned this incident, that I fully processed the magnitude of what happened. Maybe that's why to this day I'm so paranoid, but what gets me the most is how truly random these acts are and how many different circumstances have to fall into place for such events to happen. For one, it was not raining, which for Portland, Oregon is near miraculous when it's not the summer. In fact, it was a gorgeous day outside with clear skies. Second, my mom was home. Growing up at the time with a live-in nanny, due to my dad's travels and my mom constantly being on call at the clinic, True parental supervision was a rarity, and so these factors united when my mom locked the TV room and told my sister, age 5, and me, age 7, that we needed to spend more time outside. We had a yard for a reason. She said, so she went to our front yard, which for context was slanted steeply. There were about 40 steps to get from our gate to our street, My sister and I situate ourselves in the grass about halfway down the steps from our house with our American Girl dolls in tow. We live on a quiet side street in a safe suburban SK area of Portland, the West Hills for those familiar. The biggest incidences typically involve drunk teenagers crashing into a neighbor's car. Crime never happened, hence my extremely type A and overprotective mom. Scared by all things that go wrong with her patients, treated her children with an impressive amount of paranoia. However, she felt comfortable leaving us outside unsupervised. While playing, an unusual-looking pickup truck caught my eye. It was vintage-looking and light green. Then suddenly, the truck slowed down as it neared our house and came to a near stop by our yard. Since he was on the opposite side of the street, the driver then did an illegal U-turn in the middle of the street and maneuvered his truck, so it was directly adjacent to our yard. Even then, I thought nothing of it. It's Portland. Even by that age, I met a cast of characters. However, the hair went up to my neck as he stepped out of his car and stood directly outside our gate. He yelled to us, asking for help and telling us to come down. His dog is sick, he said, and if we come down, he had some candy for us. My sister forever a sugar fiend, started to get up excitedly. The man slowly opened our gate, anticipating us. I had a sickening feeling about him and grabbed my sister's hand. He's a bad guy. Go inside, I told her, and we screamed and ran inside, quickly locking the door. My mom came to the door to see what the commotion was, but by the time she looked outside, the car was gone. So you stopped pushing us to go outside after that. The final circumstance I should mention was that just a few weeks prior to my first grade classroom, we had our first Stranger Danger talk, where they showed you black and white photos of scenarios and tell you how to react. And they told us about predators' tactics, such as asking for help, offering candy, or mentioning animals. Verbatim, I was warned about those tactics, And, lo and behold, this aspiring child abductor tried it on me a few weeks later. We were fortunate he wasn't creative. I never did see that distinctive car again. But creepy man in the green truck. Let's keep it that way. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for watching the video. If you haven't yet, you should consider subscribing and clicking that notification bell, so that way you can know whenever I post my next video. Also, if you want to support the channel, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Jensen. I have a link below. I got some pretty cool perks for you guys over there, such as a special role in my Discord server, and also early access to my future videos. And if you're tired of seeing me on YouTube, you can find my new podcast called Jensen Official Podcast. I know pretty creative, right? Anyways, I'll put a link to that down below as well. You know what? Just, just go down below. There's just going to be a bunch of links there. Just start clicking on everything. Also, if you can comment down below, tell me what you think about the video. I'm trying to make some new and exciting content. I typically stay with more true horror stories, but if you guys want to hear some creepy pastas, I can give that a shot too. Okay, Oh, also, here's uh, here's another voice impression because you guys like this so much. Before we start the story, I think my mom just found my poop sock. I hope not because there's big shitties in there and doo-doos. All right, good night, guys.